Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone. For drivers who want to get the most out of their cars, it's Bridgestone or nothing. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. Experience the 2011 Hyundai Sonata today at HyundaiSonata.com. This is AutoLine Daily for July 26, 2011, and here's what's happening in the auto industry right now. Ford and Chrysler both reported second quarter earnings this morning, and the results are somewhat mixed. Ford sold 1.5 million vehicles, which earned it $35.5 billion, and that's up $4.2 billion from a year ago. But it posted a net profit of $2.4 billion, and that was down by over $200 million. The problem is on the finance side. While the company's automotive operations boosted their pre-tax profits, its financial services saw its profit drop by $284 million. On the automotive side, Ford boosted profits in North America, but dropped ever so slightly in South America, Europe, and Asia Pacific. The company mainly blames higher commodity costs something that we've been warning about all year. And Chrysler sold 486,000 vehicles, which earned it $13.7 billion, and that's up 30% from a year ago. But it posted a net loss of $370 million. However, that was mainly because the company spent $551 million to pay off the U.S. and Canadian governments. Otherwise, Chrysler would have posted an adjusted net profit of $181 million. And Chrysler's operating profit was almost three times higher than a year ago. Overall, these are not great financial reports, but they're not bad ones either. Automakers are always looking for ways to make the internal combustion engine more efficient. One innovative new technology developed in Australia can allegedly reduce fuel consumption by 7% while slashing engine wear by 96%. No, it's not snake oil. It's a waste heat recovery system. Installed in a vehicle's exhaust, it's designed to rapidly bring the engine up to operating temperature by heating the oil. The faster an engine warms up, the less fuel it consumes, the less wear it suffers, and the fewer emissions it releases. Reportedly, one automaker has adopted the over seven waste heat recovery system, as it's called, and it is installing it on its next generation engines. Uh Uh-oh, Toyota's being accused of patent infringement on hybrids again. Bloomberg reports a company called Efficient Drivetrains Inc., based in Palo Alto, California, claims it has an exclusive license to use certain technologies developed at the University of California. The patents in question deal with how power is drawn from a battery. Naturally, Toyota denies these claims and is looking for a court ruling declaring it didn't infringe on nothing. But Toyota was also successfully sued by a company called Pace. Speaking of hybrids, the batteries sure do last a long time. According to Wards, Ford bought back some escape hybrids equipped with nickel metal hydride batteries, including ones used in taxis that accumulated over 250,000 miles. Engineers found that the battery cells still had 85% of their original capacity. 
and of the millions of cells that have gone into Ford's hybrids, only five have failed. And the odds of one of those failing is about the same as somebody being struck by lightning. And speaking of batteries, to help alleviate range anxiety with electric vehicles, AAA announced it will deploy roadside assistance trucks with the capability to charge EVs. The trucks can provide level two or level three charging and will charge depleted EVs 10 to 15 minutes, which AAA says should provide enough juice to drive them three to 15 miles. A pilot program begins this summer across six cities in the U.S., but AAA anticipates offering the service throughout the country in the future. Coming up next, it's time for another power to weight comparison, this time with pony cars. What if we always settled for the first thing that came along? Then we'd never have gotten here. Introducing the Sonata Hybrid from Hyundai. As promised, we're doing more direct power-to-weight comparisons, and the next segment we've honed in on is pony cars, more specifically, entry-level V6-powered pony cars. We'll get to the eights later. We've collected vital statistics on the important cars in this segment and optioned them as closely as possible. These are the cheapest six-cylinder versions available from their respective manufacturers. No options or extras included. On the docket, we have the Chevrolet Camaro LS, the Dodge Challenger SE, the Ford Mustang, and the Hyundai Genesis Coupe 3.8 R-Spec. All of them are equipped with manual transmissions except the Challenger. It's auto only with the V6 engine. Also worth noting, the Genesis comes standard with a turbo four-banger. Getting into a six-cylinder model is a $4,500 price premium. You know, it's a rare day when Hyundai isn't the best value in a comparison test. Front and center, each car delivers more than 300 horsepower. And in this department, the 2011 Camaro is number one by a narrow margin with 312. As for torque, the Mustang takes top honors, narrowly edging out the Chevy with 280 pound-feet. None of the cars have a big advantage in output, the real deciding factor in this comparison is weight. Straining the scales at more than 3,800 pounds, the Challenger is the biggest, roomiest, and consequently, heaviest car here. The Camaro's not far behind. Mustang and Genesis are featherweights by comparison, clocking in at hundreds of pounds less than the Dodge and Chevy. Let's see what that means to the power to weight ratio. Surprisingly, they're all pretty close. The Genesis Coupe has the best score with the Mustang right on its heels. Predictably, the Challenger is the worst off, but again, not by a lot. The story is much the same when it comes to pounds per pound-feet of torque. Look at those numbers. Even with six-cylinder engines, these cars are performance machines. As for fuel economy, the Mustang takes the gold, coming in at around 19 around town and 29 on the highway. Amazingly. The Genesis delivers the worst numbers, despite being the lightest car in this comparison. And this just shows you how fast things change in the automotive business. You can hit the link in today's show notes on our website, AutolineDetroit.tv, to download an Excel file with even more numbers. Find out how these machines stack up against each other in a variety of other categories, like specific output and 
pounds per dollar. And then join us Thursday night for AutoLine After Hours. We'll have Jay Barron, the head of the Center for Automotive Research, as well as Mark Perry from Nissan, who's the lead executive on the LEAF in the U.S. market. Join me and the auto extremist Peter DeLorenzo for the best insider information in the industry. And that's today's report. Thank you for tuning in.